Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport with Spiritual Awareness Broadcast, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light. It's a fresh look at a non-denominational ministry. We are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both at Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the Spiritual Awareness Broadcast Studios right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We produce a worldwide prayer ministry broadcast going around the world, and we present God's Word on faith, love, hope, and the grace of Almighty God in these, in these times when we're seeing rioting and looting and murder in the streets of America. It is a time when we really need to look at what's going on in the world today. And I, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you just kind of accidentally come on to this broadcast, I'd like you to just take a moment to listen in. I'd like you to grab your Bible and just listening to what's going on in America today. Would you bow your head and just, just take this moment as we pray for what's going on in the country and around the world. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to praise you for this time that our, our prayer partners and, and our prayer warriors all around the world work together to pray this fervent prayer for salvation of the lost souls. That we would send out a, a, a love of Jesus Christ to all who would listen in to the Word of God. To those that would accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I ask you to bless this broadcast and all at Gospel of Faith Church and, and to all in the churches around the world that they would have the gumption to open up and go back to praise and worship of your mighty name, Lord. It is a time, Lord, when the Christians around the world need to rise up and reach out and begin to sing praises and open the, the windows of heaven, Lord God, and begin to bask in the blessings of you, O Lord. It is time that salvation flowed like a river of life once again. Glory to God. I pray, I pray for our nation that is crying out for salvation. I, I cry for America to rise up as the Christian nation that it once was. And I cry out for the Christians to raise themselves back to what they were, a nation of godly folk to come back to their knees in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, that says, When my people who are called by my name will humble themselves in prayer, turn from their wicked ways, then, then shall you hear their prayers and heal this mighty land once again in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Glory to God. You know, praise the Lord. We Here we are. Here we are in September already. Glory to God. In Luke chapter 21, verse 34, if you got your Bibles, and you should have your Bibles, 
And if you don't have your Bible, uh, go to the website spiritualawareness.net and look on the page. And there's a there's a special offer that I have on a King James Version, large print, wide margin reference Bible. And just check on that page and you'll find one. In Luke chapter 21, verse 34-36, um, under part three, we're in part three of this series, we need to pray. Part three, verse 34 says, And take heed to yourselves. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffering. and drunkenness and cares of this life and so that the day come upon you unawares you know sometimes we're we're, we're just so caught up in, in in the life that we're living especially in these days in america today that things sneak up and, and bite us in verse 35 for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. You know, I've been watching television some, and and I try to watch uh, I try to watch Christian TV because there's so much garbage on the airways now, and it's hard to see it because you got so much going on with the this election stuff and so many lies being told on both sides that I, I just don't want to watch that stuff. But still, you look at, 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 at innocent people and innocent children being shot and murdered in the streets of America and the streets flowing blood red with innocent children being murdered. That sometimes it says, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffering and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that the day come upon you unaware. In other words, we're becoming numb by watching all this stuff, reading about all this stuff. For as a snare shall it come on all of them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Verse 36, watch ye therefore, watch thee therefore, and pray always. Uh, Remember, remember part one and part two. Pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come, come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Glory to God. Pray always. Let me say it again. Pray. Say that with me. Pray always. Say it again. Pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that it shall come to pass. Are you not seeing? Are you not paying attention to what's going on in the streets of America today? We are beginning this. We're seeing the beginnings of a one world order happening in the streets of America today. We are seeing the beginning of a socialist government trying to take over in the streets of America today. Now, I say I do not preach politics. I'm preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, go to Revelations chapter 13 and read it. What's going on in the streets of America today and around the world? Now, the last few uh, Monday nights, I've been watching 
the end time prophecy study. And even though I have I have taught it and I've seen it many times, it still hits me and it hits me right in the heart every time I see it. Without a doubt, we are living in the last days. Glory to God. Are you listening? Are you reading the Bible? My friend, are you reading it in God's holy word? There are many things that have already come to pass that confirm that we are in those last days. And it won't be long before each and every one of us are asked to stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment day. Yes, the temple has to be rebuilt. They're working on it right now. Today, today, September 16th, 2020, I want to bring you up to date on just one of those prophecies that is coming to pass even as I speak. A new Sandrian council has established and set into motion for the first time in 1600 years. The Sandrian is a council of 71 of the highest ranking Jewish rabbis that rule on religion and religious and polit uh, political events in the world of Judaism. And this council is important because it establishes the same authority in Jerusalem that ex ex existed in the time of Christ. And it is necessary for the implementation yeah, of the Old Testament laws concerning the temple and its sacrifices. Now, this Sandrian first order of business way back in February of 2005, was to approve the blueprints for the rebuilding of the third Jewish temple. Now, we need to know, what does that concern us, Pastor? We need to know this because the Bible prophecies that there uh, will be a temple that will be trotted down by the Gentiles during the tribulation period. And that cannot happen if there is no temple, right? So the temple will be rebuilt. When it happens, you need to be watching out. And right now, as I speak, that third temple has already been prefabricated off-site, as in the days of Solomon. They are simply waiting. They are simply waiting for an agreement to construct on the Temple Mount. As many of you know, the instrument of the temple have already been fabricated and prepared for the return of the sacrifice as soon as the temple is assembled. Now, I bring all of this to your attention today because just a few weeks ago, on, on uh, a few months ago, on May 21st, the Temple Mount Faithful transported the cornerstones for the third Jewish temple to the streets of downtown Jerusalem to let the whole world know that the temple will soon, listen, be assembled on the Temple Mount as the Bible stated. The cornerstones for the third Jewish temple are in place waiting to be set. So Jesus is coming soon, sooner than what you think. Now, the Bible says in Luke chapter 21, verse 20, and when these things begin to come to pass, uh, then look up, uh, hallelujah, look up uh, and lift up uh, your heads for the redemption draweth nigh, glory to God. 
Now, after writing the book of Daniel, Daniel prayed to God for an understanding of the things that he had written. And God's reply is found in Daniel chapter 12, verse 9. In Daniel 12, verse 9. Now, I agree, God said of, no, uh, of the time knoweth no man. But in Daniel chapter 12, verse 9, and he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. So God told Daniel, these words are not for you to understand, but they are for the people of the end time to understand. Never before in the history of the church have we had an understanding of the prophecies of the Bible like we have today. God, listen, God is revealing things to this generation because this is the time of the end. Not the end of time, but the end of this age. Humanity will still exist for another thousand years during the millennium reign of Jesus Christ upon this earth. And I've got to ask you, are you ready for Jesus Christ? How many of you understand that we are living at an end of this age? Daniel said, they that understand among the people shall instruct many. God has given us understanding so that we can instruct people and witness to the people of this last day that we might get them saved in Jesus' mighty name. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11, And that knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of a sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Since we are the people of the end time and we know the time, then now is the time to awake out of the sleep and step up our efforts like we never have in our history. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Glory to In our text, Jesus said, listen, you need to watch and pray always. I want to say it again. And pray always. Say that with me. And pray always. So that day does not take you unawares. So Jesus is admonishing the church, admonishing the church to understand the time in which we live. Jesus is saying, because of the times, we need to step up our efforts. Church, we need to, we need to begin, number one, to pray as a church every day. Pray as a church for the salvation of the lost. It is like Jesus is saying, the two-minute warning has sounded. We have to give it all we have. We are down by three runs in the bottom of the ninth with, with bases loaded. This is our last shot. Give it all you've got, folks. The enemy is attacking like never before. Have you ever seen children being murdered in the streets of America? Have you ever seen as many people rioting? They're not protesting. They're rioting in the streets of America. And the adversary is seeking who he may devour. It is time to watch and pray always. Say it with me. It's time to watch and pray always. Can I get a witness here in this broadcast today? Wherever you are. And the sound of my voice, give me witness. Somebody shout amen, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to preach all, all on prophecy today. 
We already know that we are living in these last days. But I, and I my intent today is to show you what the Bible says, that we, we, the church, uh, the body of Christ, ought to be doing during this end time. Paul said, awake, uh, glory to God, awake out of the sleep. Uh, Jesus said, watch uh, and pray always. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, But the end of all things is, is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, the supernatural of God, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. There are about 15 more scriptures I could use today. But the message is the same. Wake up, watch, and pray always. You know, I spoke a few weeks ago about how often we should pray. And the gist of that message is we must pray always. Always. The added element today is we must wake up. We must watch because the time is at hand. The Greek word for watch is nepho. Nepho, which means to be sober. Be alert and to watch very closely. We sometimes have this mistaken concept that all these things and prophecies are going to be easy to see and know. But the Bible says that, that Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. We think that we are, we're going to know who the Antichrist is going to be. We assume that it will be a, a plastered across the news headlines of, of the media. We think that we will be able to identify the, the, the uh, confirmation of the covenant. We assume that we will know when the mark of the beast will be implemented. But that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> the Bible says, beware, lest these things take you unaware. How many of you knew that the cornerstones of the temple were moved into the city of Jerusalem just a few weeks ago? I didn't know either. It wasn't on any headline. It was nowhere to be seen on the news. I didn't see it anywhere. All I saw, all I saw was the same old thing on the news. Protesters. They weren't protesters. They were rioters. And, and FIBA or whatever they're called. Going up against the law enforcement. Burning courthouses. Burning stores. Looting. Stealing. Murdering. That's all I saw. If we want to be able to save our families, our loved ones, and this community from hell itself, then we're going to have to have what I, what I preached earlier, hell-shaking prayers, and being alert, and always watching and praying together. When we understand the time, we will instruct many. But if it catches us unaware, we will instruct nobody. We will save nobody. We'll bring nobody to Christ. When Jesus was saying to watch and pray always, he was saying our prayer must be sufficient for the time in which we are living. The prayer that, that, our, uh, that we pray yesterday may not be enough for today. The time that you sacrificed yesterday may not be sufficient for this hour. What caused success in times past may not bring success in the future. I wonder, can anybody hear me today on this broadcast? We have to be willing to do whatever is necessary to accomplish the plan of God for this end-time generation.
In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, and of the children of Iskar, which were the men that, that had understanding at the time to know what Israel ought to do. You see, to have success in these times, the church has to step up her efforts in prayer, fasting, and evangelism. The man of Christ Jesus was our, was our great example of keeping in step with the demands of the day. From his first birth in Bethlehem to his death at Calvary, he was in sync with God's purpose. We must get in sync with Jesus. Luke 9, 51, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. At each juncture in Christ's life, he was ready to make necessary adjustments. In his humanity, he grew as time demanded. As he faced his ultimate purpose for being born, Calvary, his focus, his resolve, his commitment rose to the occasion. And just prior to his betrayal, he prayed at Gethsemane on a Mount of Olives. However, this was not his first time to pray there. In Luke 22, verse 39, and it came out and went, and went as he was wont to Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. The word won't means as he was accustomed to his usual practice. Even yet, this particular prayer time took on a new dimension. Jesus had been watching onto prayer. He knew what was about to happen to him. Jesus knew that this prayer had to go beyond what he had ever prayed before. And the Bible says, Luke 22, verse 40, And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as if were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. His prayers had always been deep, sincere, and effective. But now he prayed more earnestly. His prayer was more focused. His prayer was more passionate. Why? Why was that? Because the times demanded it. At time of Christ, the world population was around 270 million people. The majority did not know Jesus Christ. Today, the world population is approaching 7 billion people and adding every day. If Jesus, if Jesus was able to see urgency of his day, how much more should we be sensitive to the urgency of today in our world? Our prayers have to be more focused, more sincere, more intense, more often, more passionate than ever before. When Jesus tried to lead his disciples to sense the urgency of that day, he warned them, Matthew 26, verse 30, Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offered because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Jesus was saying, You guys are going to lose it. You're going to lose it. You are going to fall apart because of what is getting ready to happen. The disciples responded by saying, What are you talking about, Lord? Haven't we already proved ourselves to you? Haven't we already followed you for these three and a half years? What more do you want from us? But Jesus, being aware of what was ahead, persisted. When he found them sleeping rather than praying, he said, 
in Matthew 26, 40 and 41. And he cometh unto the disciples, finding them asleep. He saith unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? Jesus said, wake up. This is no time for sleep. Jesus said, watch. Do you understand what is fixing to happen? <coughs> Jesus said, pray. Pray like you've never prayed before. I need your prayers right now. Jesus was saying, in essence, I know you want to continue to follow me and that you don't think you need this, but you really do. Yesterday's commitment was fine for yesterday's demands, but tomorrow's pressures will be much, much greater. Do you realize someone said to me recently, I live in California. We can't even sing in church. Most of our churches are closed up. Where can we worship? You can listen to this broadcast. That's a start. You can listen to this broadcast because we will never not tell you the truth about Jesus Christ. You have no idea what you are going to face here shortly. It's coming to where the churches will be shut down completely. Not seeing, you won't even be able to worship here shortly. Church, we need to prepare for what is getting ready to happen in this world. If we are not prayed up, we may not be able to handle it. The disciples of Jesus had an attitude of, haven't we done enough already? No. They should have been willing to pray with Jesus after all they had been through together. Three and one half years of ministry. The miracles, the stormy seas, the feeding of the 5,000. Surely Jesus knew what was best for them. Yet they still could not grasp the urgency of the hour. They couldn't sense it. They couldn't see it. They, they slept on. The signs and times flew right by them without them blinking an eye. And yet, consequently, a little while later, the Bible says that all the disciples forsook him and fled. They failed the Lord at the very moment he needed them most because they were not watching and they were not praying. Our commitment, our commitment must match the demands of the day. Otherwise, we are going to fail the Lord at the very moment he needs us the most. Are you willing? Are you willing with your commitment to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ in these trying times that we're in right now? If we always do what we always have done, we'll always get what we've always gotten. If we want greater revival, we must have greater commitment. If we want to see more miracles, we must, we must have more prayer. If we want to win more souls for Jesus, we must witness to more people. We have to be careful what we don't ever get, the attitude that, that the disciples had that night in the garden. It is an attitude of, haven't I done enough for Jesus? No. We can never do too much for Jesus. I come to church twice a week. I pay tithes. I read the Bible. I pray. I fast. I teach. I clean. I hope nobody has taken offense at this preaching. But really, can you ever do too much for Jesus Christ? Hey, can you ever do too much for God? What blessings God has given you. I want you to know this, that, that as your pastor, I am thankful for for. for what all of you have done and are doing for this ministry. 
but it's hard for us to stay on, on, on the air. We get, we get very little in the way of, of financial help. Um, you know, if you could send in $2, a dollar, you know, we have PayPal, you know, we get very little, very, very little financial help. But you must also realize that it is my duty to warn you that tomorrow will not be like yesterday. You may not think that you need to this kind of preaching, but you do. You see, that is the thing. If we're to, if we're to, if we're to reach out and, and save the lost, we must plant a seed. You know, do you realize that that you're planting a seed when when you speak to someone and you say, God bless you? That's planting a seed. That's so simple, but you're planting a seed. You may not see it grow, but somebody else may, when, when somebody else says, God bless you, and pretty soon they start thinking about that. You're planting a seed. And when you come in and, and you go to the website and, and you send in a dollar or $5 or $10, you're keeping us on the air to where one day one person may listen to a broadcast and find Jesus Christ. You've planted a seed by your $10, $5, whatever you can send in. Praise God. I have to tell you that you must adjust your pace according to the race. It is no time to be letting down and putting in it in cruise control. Jesus said that your spirit will be willing, but your flesh will be weak. That's true sometimes. People say to me all the time, oh, pastor, I enjoyed so much that sermon on such and such a date. But it's getting so hard for me to stay on the air. Jesus nailed it down when he said that. I can, I can see that your spirit is willing. I, I have seen the hands raised when I, when I ask the church to pray. Praise God. And I know, I know because I see the numbers on Spotify and on Apple and on iTunes. I see all the numbers on all the deal that, that are in. And, and so many, 350 some people I saw on Sunday who, who, who listened to Sunday's broadcast. You know, so many are listening, but yet very few are giving. And I need your help. I'm sorry to, to interrupt the sermon to, to say this, but I need your financial support to stay on the air. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We all fight that, but we are all going to have to overcome that. If we are going to make it in the rapture, we must overcome the flesh. There are perilous times ahead. There are persecutions ahead. In the midst of that truth is being compromised for the popular culture of our day. Look in the streets of America today. My God, they're murdering children in the streets of America today. If you cannot recognize that as the end times, then I don't know what to say. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, This know also that in the last dive, perilous times shall come. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 12, 13. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, the Bible says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Your faith is going to be tested, my friends. Your prayer life will be put on trial. Your walk with God will be attacked by the enemy and by your own flesh. Now, 
it is high time to awaken out of that sleep, out of that slumber, for now is our salvation nearer than, than when we believed. The Bible says, watch, watch and pray always. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Praise Jesus. I want you to know, glory to God. Uh, glory to God. I hope, I hope, no, I pray that you've enjoyed this series. I hope you've enjoyed this series. We need to pray. It, 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 it's so needed today. It's so, so needed today. The short series was was designed so that I could get the word out to be able to say to you, now is the time, church, that we need to come back alive. I've said it before on other, uh, on other sermons, and I, and I need to say it again. I know there's churches out there that are closed up. I know there's COVID-19 out there, but you can take precautions. You know, we, we have masks available. We have gloves available. We alcohol down the pews. We take temperatures as people come through the door. We, we have enough pews where we can sit people, you know, uh, away from each other. You know, you can take precautions. But we need to get back to worshiping. Big churches, I'm talking about the bigger churches than ours, uh, ours you know, you can stream your services. And I want to speak to those that that have, you know, that that, that do, uh, you know, you need to support your church. You know, send in your tithes and your offering. They have to pay their insurance. They have to pay their upkeep, you know, just like us on this broadcast. We have to be able to to pay our producers, pay, pay our editors. You know, it costs us money to do this. I have to pay studio time. And if you go to our spiritualawareness.net, all one word, spiritualawareness.net, you'll find an appreciation thing where we'll send you a T-shirt. You know, donate some money and we'll send you a T-shirt in appreciation for it. Buy, you know, go on there and you'll see the Bible that we have, a beautiful reference Bible. Donate $100 and we'll send you a, a new Bible um, in appreciation. We, you know, we have to make enough money to, to stay on the air. It's important for the salvation of the lost. Tell your family and your friends, if you enjoy our sermons, tell your family and friends to tune in. The more there are, the more we can reach out and, and hopefully they'll accept Christ in these end times before it's too late. The most important question any of us ever faces is exactly that. What will you do with Jesus Christ? When we face him in eternity, our eternal salvation depends upon that answer that we give. Realize that all have sinned and need a savior because in Romans 3.23, it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. The Bible says in Luke chapter 13, verse three, repent of sin. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish in these end times. It says, repeat ye therefore and be converted that your sins be blotted out. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. So we need to confess our sins to God. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 19, or verse 9, excuse me. And in Romans 10, 10, it says, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. In Isaiah 55, verse 7, it says, let the wicked forsake his sin his way, excuse me, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return into the Lord, for he will abundantly pardon. You have to forgive. You have to be forgiven of your sins. Now, my friends, maybe nobody has ever told you that you can be forgiven. Maybe nobody's given that that opportunity in Revelations 3.20 that says, Behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man or woman hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to them and will sup with them and they with me. I want to give you that opportunity in just a moment. I want you to think for a moment and ask yourself, where you will spend eternity? Will you spend it in heaven? Will you spend it in hell? That's the question. You need to ask. Well, praise the Lord. Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, Jesus said unto you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. He gives you that invitation right now. If you've never had the opportunity to come to the Lord, I'd like you to just repeat this little sinner's prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. I'm so sorry for my sins and for my life. I ask you, Lord, for forgiveness. And I ask you to cleanse me with your blood. You said in your holy word, if I confess the Lord our God and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, I will be saved. Right now, I confess Jesus Christ as the Lord of my soul. With my heart, I believe God raised you from the dead. This very moment, I accept you as my own personal Savior. And according to God's word, I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. My friend, if you said that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. You've made the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. And we at Spiritual Awareness, Pastor Davenport, welcome you to the family of God. Now, I want to encourage you to find a Bible-believing church somewhere in your area. 
If you're out in the Ash Fork area, please come see us. We're on Bullock Road and Highway 89. I want to encourage you to get baptized for the remission of your sin in Jesus' name. And then join a Bible-believing church. Congratulations. God bless you. To everyone else, I just want to say we hope that you've enjoyed today's message and you will continue to listen to spiritual awareness sermons. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple or one of the many, many uh, venues, uh, we invite you to come over to uh, spiritualawareness.net and look at um, some of the stuff that we have there on our appreciation page uh, and try to support us with whatever whatever donation you can make to keep us on the air. We have appreciation t-shirts. We have, we, we have masks for uh, available. Uh, they're, they're pretty nice masks uh, that we have, have available for donations. We also have the King James Version large print wide margin reference Bible. Uh, it comes in both a hardcover. It also comes in a uh, imitation leather uh, black cover and they're all marked uh, all books are marked with reference and the maps it's it's a really nice uh, reference Bible with that I would like to wish you all a wonderful wonderful day may the Lord bless you keep you make his face to shine upon you God bless 